Today on City Cash Chicago, to help me look back on the week, I got the founder of Harvey World, Harold Amethyst Davis, and Block Club Chicago journalist Jamie Nesbitt Golden in the building. I mean, it's not like a building building. You know, we ain't got like studio money. It's more like a internet digital building kind of a setup. But you know, we make it work. It's Friday, April 22nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Welcome to City Cash Chicago. Thank Hi, you for friend. having us. What's good? <laughs> Before we jump into things, uh, I've been seeing, you know, as it gets a little nicer outside, you know, people quick to break the grill out in Chicago. <laughs> you, yeah. We start to even creep into like 40, 50 people getting invited to get some ribs, get some carne, yep. get some corn on the grill. So I want to check in with y'all to see what's that cookout dish that you most looking forward to? Uh, Amethyst, I'm going to start with you. What's that go-to dish for you? It's the, it's the macaroni and cheese. It's the macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese. And you can't make, you can't eat everybody macaroni and cheese, neither, too. So no. <laughs> no. I'm looking Mm-mm. forward to the, the it got to be baked. It got to be crispy around the edges. I need me a corner piece. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward <laughs> to the macaroni and cheese. Yes, yes. How many different cheeses you need in your macaroni? You know, some people, <laughs> you know, they, they people doing different things from like they, they nice Gruyere's. You got some good sharp cheddars. Some people still, you know, they can only do so much. They go on American Slices and, and Velveeta. What's, your, what's the cheese you need in your mac? Jamie, don't make that face. Hey, people out here got to do what they got to do. <laughs> You know, you know what the, what the Patty the Bear recipe. She put the Velveeta, she put the sharp cheddar, mozzarella. I like if you make it, if you got mac and cheese like Patty, we gonna mm-hmm. be cool. We gonna be cool. <laughs> oh man, that's a go to. My sister is, you know, I got to put this out here. My sister is she classically trained, but she got that good southern in her. But my sister like to do a three or some layer cheeses. Respect uh, that. Yeah, my my sister my sister fancy with it. Uh, Jamie, what's your go to dish at the cookout? have a go-to dish to cook out like i you know i'll eat the burger whether it's turkey or regular or (laughs) you know like a good brat like give me meats but i can tell you what i do not look forward to okay what you ain't checking for potato salad i don't i don't understand the purpose what is the purpose of potato salad if you can explain to me the purpose of potato salad Maybe I'll maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I won't. But I'm just like this. It serves no purpose. It's just kind of there, just taking up space and being useless. I don't oh, understand. Oh no, a good a good a good potato salad with the right no, base is no just, such it, thing. I think it's got good texture to it. I think it, it can give mm-hmm. a little balance to all these hotter dishes. Something that's maybe a little mm-hmm. bit cold. I know that like when you break the ingredients down, you talking potatoes and mayonnaise and egg and some and some relish. But when they all come See, together no. by the right person and it ain't that store bought mm-hmm. nonsense. You know, I think the right potato salad Mm-mm. can hit. Maybe I just grew up in the right household. <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, I grew up in a tuna salad household, so like we. Uh, made- I'm allergic to the tuna. I can't even go. Oh, I'm, I'm allergic That's wild. To the tuna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucks. sucks for you, <laughs> I man. Say, I say allergies. You say you wild, bro. That's wild. You, you <laughs> wild. You just wild. Hey, sorry, bro. You wasn't meant to survive out here. <laughs> allergies. Um, man, my go-to, one of my go-to dishes, and I probably get it throughout the year, but it, it just hit different on, on my mama patio furniture during during the during the springtime. It's the catfish spaghetti combo. It's, it's the catfish spaghetti combo. It just they they go together like peanut butter and jelly. 
right? Like you ain't got no burger, no ketchup. Like they, they are just a, a proper pairing to me. Some people think spaghetti is its own, you know, main dish, but in my household, it was always a side dish to some, to some good catfish. So, uh, but I think if you put some catfish spaghetti, some mac and cheese, uh, some some broths and some potato salad out there, you got you a proper cookout. Mm, Jamie, like no, mm, I'm gonna just. Just, Y'all can add know. a tuna salad. Just, mo- just, just like keep it on its own. You put, put it by the napkins what? and stuff. Man, why got these segregate? Wow, that's segregation, though. Like that's okay. You know what? That's cool. The same person who talking about keeping potato salad out the club. Like, <laughs> mad, mad that I got sections in the club. You giving me the face for the for the for the potato salad. She giving me the face for the potato Listen. salad. Wasn't even my dish, so I, you know I'm gonna just be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna just move on to the point of the show. There, uh, Jamie. What was your top story this week? What got a lot of your attention? Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. A little nervous that you know a federal judge sort of reversed the mask mandate this week. Mm-hmm. That was Florida a little man. scary for me. It was like, oh, it's always Florida man, or in this case, Florida woman who uh, turned out to be uh, a Trump appointee, of course. There are people, you know, kind of rejoicing in the streets, but I'm like, we we still seeing these numbers creep up, right? Like, I'm not, we're not the only ones, not, you know, seeing this, right? Okay, so like, I don't know why we're celebrating, because it feels like we're in a pattern now. Folks are like masks off, and then the COVID numbers creep up. Yep. And then we're, you know, hitting critical mass again. Like I, me, myself personally, tired of the roller coaster. I'm just going to keep my mask on until further notice at this point. And then it's because it's specific to public transit like we've seen mass debate in stores and walking around the city we've seen masks in schools but one place a lot of us have agreed just you know pretty regularly is like when we're all together on a plane or train or bus that that those are the places where maybe we should mask up the chicago department of public health is reporting that we're seeing a 12 percent increase in terms of average covid cases daily to see the governor respond so quickly and then CTA and Metro respond so quickly to say, all right, mass option, no, mass off. Um, I agree with you. The, the, the roller coaster of the numbers um, mm-hmm. and, and the policies, you know, it, it's going to like I always ask this. The more you quickly strike these policies down and, and get away from it, the harder it's going to be if we have to go backwards to get to, people to come back right. on board. Right. And so it starts to feel more and more. And I get that it's two years and people are fatigued. It starts feeling more and more like we're, we've crossed at this point a threshold of no return. I don't have a car. Right. So like I am like an avid. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not on foot, I'm on train or by bus. And, you know, I typically, I've been double masked up since October of 2020. And I think at this point, I may be triple masked up because I really just don't have any choice but to, for the time being, take public transit. So I was kind of blue. Um, because, and Jamie, you spoke to it, so it's really like the pendulum policy of like, mm-hmm. you know, we take off the mask, cases go back up. We act confused as to why it's happening. We 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 reluctantly bring back some restrictions, and then we it's like back and forth and back and forth. Kind of tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little blue too. Uh, Amethyst, what was another story that uh, really was dominating your attention this week? Yeah, so Harvey in the last like regular city council meeting, they revealed that the city's about to get a what it sounds like is a red light camera system. Um, it was approved back in 2012, but for whatever reason, it never came to fruition. But um, 
we're looks like we got the green light for a, a, a red light camera system. So all the persons, you know, we're trying to figure out like if there's going to be a grace period or some sort of like warning system. And, you know, the conversation in the meeting was like from the mayor was like, well, like this isn't a, a finance issue. This is a this is a safety issue. So that's definitely a, a recent development that like, um, you know, in a city where people hate fines and fees um, is definitely something to 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 be mindful of and watch. Mm-hmm. We we've just been having conversations as, you know, Chicago reveal how much more money it's been making off of these speed cameras and changing things to like six miles per hour and, and where the money is getting concentrated. And so ha- have you seen it, Harvey, uh, in the community, people saying, you know, we don't have enough, you know, enforcement at red lights. People are running stop signs. People are running red lights. Or does this feel like a way to nickel and dime people to, to you know, pad money? Well, there's definitely like a, a legitimate issue in Harvey and with like, um, you know, people running red lights or, dr- you know, driving like bats out of hell in the wrong way of the street. Uh, that's certainly an, an issue. I think the response of like red light camera systems, it like, you know, is, is, well, how can we penalize people for like disobeying traffic laws instead of thinking like more holistically about like, well, what all goes into a street on a day-to-day basis? Like that life, that ecosystem is like, you know, people in cars, but it's also pedestrians and working pedestrian signals and working street lights and potholes and, you know, bikers and bike lanes and bus lanes. And so, but this is like definitely like a new like development. It doesn't even appear as though a lot of people even know that they, that they approved it, but certainly something that like obviously the Harvey World Herald is going to be looking into in the coming weeks. I def- I know there was a story, I can't remember how long ago, where people were getting fines when they hadn't even run red lights. Um, Chicago? And, and, and so, mm-hmm. And, and so that's definitely something to check out for as well, because those things can, can compound. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jamie, what was the story this week that, you know, you want to shine some more light on and bring some more attention to? I, I think uh, the, the Sun-Times story about the CPD's uh, use of cameras that relicense plates that sort of somewhat relates to what we're talking about. They're worried about potential data, data mis- misuse. And so, like, the upside is, is that, you know, these cameras have been able to to find assailants um, in viol- of violent crimes. One caught the uh, the guy who killed the University of Chicago student a few months back. Another managed to find uh, the assailant who gunned down the 15-year-old walking home from Bronzeville um, about a couple months ago. So on one hand, these cameras can be very useful. On the other, mm-hmm. as we've seen with most technology, you know, it could be, be used in a manipulative way. So I think that's something to sort of look out for as, you know, um, I think more cameras are sort of being added. Red light cameras, corner cameras, shot spotters, speed cameras, license plate readers. Like, 
how do y'all feel about this just proliferation? I mean, even doorbell cameras in the city saying we'll, we'll reimburse people who put up, you know, doorbell cameras and GPS trackers on their cars and, and, and work with in coordination with local police in those efforts. Like, how do y'all feel just about one physically seeing your neighborhoods have more and more security cameras around them and surveillance? Not a fan. Um, I, I like the, 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 the collaboration with ring is hella skeptical for me. And, and, you know, even though they say, well, we're not going to, you know, hand over, you know, footage to the police without, you know, going through proper po- protocol. Mm, not sure if I buy it too much. Um, I, I get that people want to feel safe. That said, I don't know if this is the way to do that. I think again, sort of investing in our communities, investing in, you know, um, ourselves instead of a police state would probably be better. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just a small town pizza lawyer. I don't I don't know. <laughs> mm, I think it kind of makes me feel the way like body cameras do, like with the police, how like they were all these tools are touted to be like ways of like making communities safer and in some ways like accountability measures. And then they then they wind up like backfiring and being used as like tools to actually survey and punish people in these communities. I don't feel comfortable having as a black person, especially like my, you know, these cameras in my face. And I ultimately don't even know what they're going to, you know, what they're using them for, too, because it's like I'd be willing to bet if I asked for like, you know, footage and pictures or whatever have you, they'd give me a hard time to do it, like, which in and of itself is like a suspicion, too. So I, I don't feel comfortable with it at all. Yeah, it it does not make me feel safe. Right. It, it can make you feel nothing other than watched and then at other times exploited. The, the fact that, you know, where the city is making the most money on these surveillance cameras, where the city is placing the majority of these technologies and getting these false alarms. It just brings mm-hmm. a stronger, more aggressive police presence to those neighborhoods. Um I'm going to stay with you, though, Amethyst. What was the story you want to bring more light to this week that, you know, you don't want it to to fall by the wayside? So the House, um, state houses, they passed the Southland Reactivation Act. It's expected to go to Governor Pritzker's desk and he's supposed to sign it. So the Southland Reactivation Act is being touted as like a tool that could help spur economic development in the South Suburbs. So um, it's going to offer a, like a 12-year property tax break to developers and you know business interests who take these like vacant, like these blighted tax-exempt properties and, you know, sort of breathe life back into them. I mean, so I think that's something to watch simply because like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's being touted as though it's different. We'll ultimately like, you know, that'll, once Prisca sign it, we'll see what comes of it. But that's definitely something to keep your eye on for. Mm-hmm. As as developers and, and potential property owners, you know, respond to this. What do you hear from the community in terms of what they want to see these vacant lots, these these you know dilapidated buildings used for and turned into in the community? So oftentimes I ask residents, um, you know, what does like a more thriving Harvey look like for you, or you know, what does a safer Harvey look like for you? And and, and this is also something I've been asking people in other South suburban communities whenever the reporting dovetails there. And oftentimes I'll hear things like, well, we just want a grocery store, you know, um, you know, we want like we just want jobs, we want like businesses and restaurants and a nightlife. We want we want a downtown that looks like what they got downtown Chicago. You know, I've, I've also heard things like, you know, we want childcare programming. Um, you know, can they do something with like 
you know, restorative justice with the kids or, you know, um, can we get a pharmacy, right? Like, you know, these communities oftentimes don't have like some of the basic fundamental needs met. It's the bare minimum that a lot of people want oftentimes out here. Yeah. Every single week, every single day, we try to lead the people uh, with some with some moments of joy, some some good news <laughs> to get them through the weekend. Uh, so, Jamie, what shows some good news for the people this week? For folks in Bronzeville or fans of Bronzeville, the um, campaign for the Bronzeville Trail kicks off this Saturday. Um, super excited! It's supposed to be sort of like the South Side's version of the 606 trail ultimately they're going to the city is going to connect all of these sort of um out of commission railroads and whatnot and turn them into beautiful green space and they'll all all sort of be interconnected so it's going to be really really interesting to see how this all develops in the the years to well in the months and years to come i would say so yeah so the kickoff is saturday the 23rd um at noon at like 41st and drexel if anybody wants to come through i'll be out there um, it's going to be a beautiful day, and uh, folks are going to be walking. There will be speeches and food. It's going to be a celebration, I think. So, yeah. This this weekend? Yep. Bet. Yeah. Come through. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a good one. We got to drop a drop a link in the show notes for people. Amethyst, what's your some good news to get the people through the weekend? This is this will be forthcoming. They're still working out the details with this, but uh, Restoration Ministries, which is a faith-based organization in Harvey, that's done a lot of dope work, you know, um, around you know addiction and healing, you know, food insecurity in Harvey. They're planning this arts festival that they're going to do downtown Harvey. They're going to shut down Broadway. Some still some details in the works, and I'll definitely like make sure like to. You know, send that to like any, you know everybody way. You know when the when when they got the final details, but that'll be dope because we don't really people don't look at Harvey and think we have an arts scene, but we actually do. And this is not something that like we get often. We're like we get like arts festivals. You know, this is not this is this is gonna be dope. This is gonna be dope. Mm-hmm. Man, what I love about both of y'all is y'all ride so hard for y'all neighborhoods, Bronzeville, Harvey. It's just like hey. Come here, come to the neighborhood, come support. I mean, just one question off that, Jimmy, like what, and I'm just going the same question for you, what drives that love that you have for your neighborhood that you spend all of your time writing about it, encouraging people to learn about it and come to it? For for me, it's, this is the neighborhood that raised me. It's the neighborhood that, that shaped my worldview and my perception of things. So like, I will always be a, a low-end kid. Like, mm-hmm. that's... <laughs> That's me for life. Um, people have such a, a warped idea of the South Side. Um, I talked to an IIT student recently, uh, and the, he was telling me how the first thing IIT students hear when they get on campus is don't go past 35th Street, which is wild to me. The nerve of you. Really? Like you're. I mean, but it's but it's the same thing that you Chicago, you know, students hear. like, don't go over here. Avoid there. I mean, and I, I think. For me, it's about sort of disabusing the, no- the notion that Bronzeville is a scary, dangerous place because so much happens here. Like there's so much love and community and just, you know, just amazing stuff here happens every day. And I feel so like honored to cover it. Yes. Every time I hear people say that, like, don't go past, don't go past. is I just remember growing up, it was like my folks was like, 
Man, don't go north of Roosevelt. They don't love you up there, man. <laughs> you, you, say, you safe south of Roosevelt, bro. You safe on the south side. Like, stay down here. Right. <laughs> like, if anything, if anybody should be scared here, it's me. But thanks. You know, I was thinking about this not like just like last week. So like I eventually like I recently like concluded that I'm like the first generation raised in like in this area that grew up with shame. Cause like for people who like grew up in Harvey in like the fifties and sixties, all the way up until like even like the early nineties, they have like such positive memories of the of the city and like man this is where the blues brothers did that scene at dixie square mall and you know this is lupe fiasco went here and you know harvey was the hub and the place to be woo 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 but it's like i'm like the first generation of like people coming up who didn't grow up with they grew up with shame it's like a scarlet age but like we shouldn't be we shouldn't grow up with shame you know those are the things that like i think drive me to sort of like change help change the narrative about the community, you know, like my one of my cousins not too long ago, she was like, she said, you know, she's 17. She was like, give people something to be proud of. Give, give them something to look forward to. So I think that drives me. Mm. Um, I had so many options for some good news. Yes. To get the people through the weekend. I was like, do I go Waldo's Fest up in Andersonville celebrating 420? Because, you know, when we talk about how to relax in this city, that's one thing. Yeah, regardless of what neighborhood I'm in, I'm trying to get on. Uh, do I talk about the cherry blossoms in Jackson Park and the ceremony that's taking place on Sunday? Uh, you can go out there and listen to some haikus. You can you can see the cherry blossoms as they, as they come out. Uh, but the people I want to give love to today is Healthy Hood Chicago. Uh, it's a local organization over in Pilsen started by Tanya Lozano and Saobia Rivers about six years ago. And they're celebrating their six year anniversary this week. Uh, they have provided uh, free groceries for people throughout the pandemic, COVID tests, access to vaccines, uh, health classes. Uh, and so I just want to show love as they celebrate six years uh, as we talk about right doing the things uh, that we do with with the love of our community at the forefront. Uh, so shout out to Healthy Hood. Shout out to Bronzeville. Shout Shout out to Harvey. Shout out to everybody who tuned in to CityCast Chicago today. Uh, and of course, uh, shout out to the two people who made this episode what it was from Block Club Chicago, covering Bronzeville in the near south side, Jamie Nesbitt Golden, and the one woman newsroom herself from the Harvey World Herald, Amethyst Davis. I appreciate y'all coming through CityCast and bless me with your presence. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having me, Jacoby, for real. Have a happy 420 weekend, my friends. Well, do. <laughs> Y'all, it's going. <laughs> Jamie with the Eddies, ready to go. <laughs> Stay ready. Stay ready. Before I let you go, you heard us earlier talking about the weather getting a little bit nicer, meaning this cookout season, basically. So we're talking about some of our favorite cookout dishes. I mean, they were throwing shade to potato salad and, uh, you know, I ain't even going to go there. I ain't even going to go there. But I want to check in with the team to see what was some of their favorite cookout dishes. Lead producer Carrie Shepard. We vegetarians live for sides at a cookout, so I am going to go with deviled eggs. Producer Simone Alisea. I'm going to say ribs with homemade sauce. Our roving producer this week joining us from H-Town, Carleon Jones. Either mac and cheese or potato salad. I don't know if we can have two, but I love both of them, like, equally. I mean, you know what? I am going to go there. No, you know what? Potato salad don't even deserve all that hate. If it's, if it's done right, it's cool. Y'all got too much of that store ball. Mom's potato salad fire. I ain't going. 
I got to thank the people who make the music here at CityCast, that's Sam Thousand and Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop. I appreciate you for listening. If this was your first week or even your first episode with CityCast Chicago, I appreciate you joining us. I hope you'll come back next week. Maybe rate and review us. Take down the number, 773-780-0246. Feel free to hit me up with suggestions, you know, what neighborhood joints I need to check out. You know, this kind of a dialogue. I do a lot of the talking, but, you know, it's a dialogue. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. I thought that was decent. I thought that was decent. Let's do it one more time.